the path doesn't have to be straight. We have enough information that we can value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome back to We Get Real AF, everyone. I'm Vanessa Alava. And I'm Sue Robinson. Please take a moment to show us some love on social media. You can find us on all the channels as at We Get Real AF. And for extra bonus points, subscribe to the show. We have amazing women here every single week. Yes, ma'am. All right, we're gonna do a little something different today. We thought it would be really cool to do kind of like a highlight reel of CES Best in Show. It happened earlier here in January, 2021. And although it looked a little different and it was virtual, there were still amazing technology and companies that we wanted to uh, give a shout out to. Uh, we have individually chosen our top picks. We have not compared notes, so it's gonna be very, very authentic here. So just to give a little background, I'll let Sue kick in here as well. Um, it is 26 total best of innovation award winners out of 222 companies and 386 products. And CES, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, is the Consumer Electronics Show. And it is truly one of the uh, vanguard new technology shows every year. It's held in Las Vegas. Obviously, this year it was remote. But um, you can go to CES to see everything from amazing innovations to things that are truly clever to things that are just kind of weird <laughs> and out there. So today, I think we're going to have a little bit of each of those. And uh, like Vanessa said, we haven't compared notes yet. So we're just going to go through and talk about the things that we learned about from CES. Some of them got awards or recognition um, that we think are pretty interesting. And I'll start us off. Um, Do it. Okay. First up for me is a company called Imverse. And they brought to CES virtually this year a live 3D hologram video technology, which is really, really interesting. Vanessa and I have um, a lot of familiarity with immersive technology, virtual reality, and augmented reality. And what's really cool about this is if you picture like Princess Leia from the Star Wars movies, this is live streaming of a real person in uh, volumetric capture as a hologram and you can place them anywhere. So they say it's this, I'll read from their site. They use voxel based graphics rendering to capture a person's physical appearance. They convert it to create live 3d holograms that will be viewable with VR and AR headsets. And you can use them for remote collaboration, gaming, telehealth, online education, and live entertainment. But if you go to the Inverse website, Vanessa, it's crazy how um, how realistic these volumetric captures are becoming. Um, so if anybody, anybody that's listening, we're starting video this year. So most of our 
interviews will be on our YouTube channel. So look it up on We Get Real AF. And I mentioned that just because we're recording this. And I laughed when Sue mentioned this product because uh, we haven't compared notes, as we said, and it's one of mine. And the minute she said Princess Leia, it's like literally <laughs> one of my points, one of my, <laughs> one of my things to mention, because it literally is that Princess Leia Star Wars tech coming to life. And it is pretty incredible, Sue, just to see, you know, what we've seen in movies now being spoken about in like literally IRL in real life. And yeah, the MR technology too, which is the mixed reality and the light field displays really, like they say, complete the experience uh, on their website. That's the verbiage. And it's pretty impressive. And it's so funny because we've talked before, Vanessa, about like how Hollywood and science fiction predict the future. And this is a great example of that. So we can all be uh, Princess Leia at some point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. conference room since we're remote. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Real-time volumetric capture. Go check it out. And just to mention also, we will list all of these uh, products and our top picks um, in the show notes. So you'll have a link to uh, all of the award winners and then Sue's and Vanessa's picks. And obviously, you know, if anything, uh, if uh, any of them are cross-pollinated on our list, they'll only be listed once. So there we go. All right. So let's see here. That was on my list, Sue. Um, okay. I'm going to there's this one and it's very um, relatable right now. It's called the bio button by bio IntelliSense. And I'm sure it's probably on yours too. Just by the look on your face. So yeah. Um, it's the wearable technologies category, a medical grade wearable device and data service for COVID-19 screening and monitoring. And obviously with what's going on in the world, it's just very amazing technology. It's a wearable device and it basically monitors symptoms for COVID, including fever or anything else and, um, you know, alerts you. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's interesting because this one, it tells things like your temperature, heart rate, respiratory rate at, at rest. Um, and all that is super cool. But it also, and this was why I, I sort of identified it as interesting to talk about Vanessa, because it's tied to contact tracing. It's a contact tracing device and it helps determine when it's safe to return to work, school and et cetera. So one thing that we learned in our first season on We Get Real AF is that while health insurance providers and uh, doctors are bound by the HIPAA Act, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, app developers are not. Now, I will say, um, just to be very clear, BioIntelligence says on their website that they are compliant with HIPAA and that they have end-to-end -end encryption on their device, their bio button. But I do think it raises a really interesting larger question about contact tracing, about putting our health data into these devices, into these apps. And, you know, once it's out there, it's out there, right? And hopefully they never get hacked. But it's it feels a little bit like a slippery slope to me with um, all these health tracking devices, including like just um, the, the wearables for fitness mm -hmm. trackers, because, you know, it, it's a slippery slope. When, once you start giving your data out, uh, when does it stop and when do, when is it expected that you have to provide that data? Definitely. And then if you purchase that product, are you, you know, acknowledging that you understand there's that risk? I mean, you know, mm -hmm. even if you think it's cool and if it's going to help you be more healthy, um, yeah, to your point, where does it stop? I will mention that on their website, it does say um, that the contact tracing piece of it is optional. Um, so that I know some people are turned off by contact tracing. So, 
uh, yeah, it's interesting technology to say the least. It's got, um, I, I hope that the, their heart is in the right place, obviously. But yeah, there are definitely things that, as we talk about all the time with security and um, data that uh, are, you know, concerning. It opens a can of worms, but I think that this pandemic has done that. And now's a great time to be asking those questions, I guess. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so moving on, I saw another one that I think is really cool. And it's an IBM innovation. It's the Mayflower Autonomous Ship, which in spring of 2021 will be guided by its AI captain across the Atlantic in a modern-day recreation of the original Mayflower's Plymouth, England to Plymouth, Massachusetts voyage. And that will be departing on April 19th. So basically, it's an AI-captained ship that is going to cross the Atlantic. And I think that that's it's something we'll have to keep an eye on. Vanessa, it'd be cool to maybe have somebody from that um, technology from IBM on the Mm -hmm. show to talk about it. But, you know, is this a glimpse into... Uh, what the future of transportation may look like, because we hear already about um, autonomous unmanned vehicles, cars, things like that. And now they're talking ships. So I just thought that was kind of intriguing. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw that one as well. And obviously, all of these products are, again, just super innovative. So these, again, are just like things that catch our eye. I saw it and I was like, hmm, am I going to choose it? Probably not. And these are the reasons why I didn't choose it, because we have Waymo out there, you know, self-driving cars. And I I just think that this is the next thing, right? There's Mm going to be uh, self, uh, uh, what is it, captain ships, (laughs) and we're going (laughs) to see it happen. So yeah, I think that's super, super cool and innovative. And definitely, if anybody from IBM is listening and wants to be on the show, let us know. We'd love to interview you as this Mayan voyage starts to unfold. We'd love to dig deeper on it and the technology behind it. But yeah, I think that's just like the evolution, you know, the next thing (laughs) that's going to be doing things on its own. (laughs) Exactly. 400 years from, you know, the Mayflower, where they had no idea where they were going to end up. And now uh, we have machines deciding. So pretty, pretty cool. incredible. Well, since we're uh, talking about marine, right, marine life, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was uh, the first mate marine safety and security system by Brunswick Corporation that I thought was really interesting. Basically, it's this marine safety and security system that integrates with the Bolt's propulsion system through an intelligent hub. And there are wearable fobs for the captain and the passengers that link together uh, within the mobile app. And if a passenger goes overboard or the uh, fob is signals lost, um, there's an alert. And a GPS location is connected to the mobile device. There's um, also a splash. <laughs> That's the old, the old school way of figuring it out. I just thought it was super cool because you hear about these stories of people falling overboard and like going, going missing or dying, you know, that whole thing. So I just thought... The the thing that intrigued me, yes, for this application, but there's so many other applications for this, right? I mean, think of planes when they go down and where do they go down and like who was on the plane and all that. I just think this was so cool because the capabilities for this can like stretch so far. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Hmm. Okay. I think my next one that I'm going to talk about is... The Vespera. And I don't know if you saw this one, Vanessa, but it is a compact and easy to use space observation station. It's a hybrid between a telescope and a camera. And I just thought this was really cool because I love spending time at the beach 
and the sky at the beach is amazing. And I love spending time in the mountains. And same thing, I love to stargaze at night. Um, my eldest daughter, Katie, loves, loves, loves stargazing. She has one of those apps on her phone where you can find the different constellations. And so this just takes it to a whole new level. The price point is between 1000 that's the entry level, to $4,000. But what's cool about it is um, it has the... The app that comes with this telescope has a catalog of over 500 objects that will, and it'll help you find, observe, and image those targets based on your location while compensating for the rotation of the Earth automatically. And you can just select from the app what you want to look at. It'll point the camera at it for you. Um, and then you can share that information with other stargazers around the world. And so, um, again, you know, I think. We've had several guests on our show and we'll continue to have guests on our show who are uh, exploring outer space and how cool that we now have this kind of technology. If you have a nice fat wallet (laughs) (laughs) um, where we can do that kind of um, looking up at the heavens and and studying what's out there ourselves. I, I just think that's cool. It's super cool. It was on my list as well. Um, just cool, cool technology that you, now that you're what you're seeing in the telescope, you can actually take a picture of, and you can even alter the picture. You can like there's a filter, like you can like increase the brightness of the stars, etc. I mean, it's really, really neat. Um, and even if you have the wallet to afford this type of uh, product, um, you, you got to be on a waiting list. I mean, there uh, right now that's the that's the thing. You got to put your name on a waiting list, and then you put your order in, and they'll let you know when it's available. Um, um, but super, super innovative, and I just I agree with you, Sue. Um, you know, if you if you're into stargazing and you you want to take your own pictures and alter them in however whatever fashion you'd like and share them across uh, social channels, this is this is the product for you. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're talking about hobbies now. So I think Lumi Keys one. Oh, that's what I want. Is one that I really want to talk about coming from a, from a musically inclined family. And I know you too, Sue, um, mm-hmm. just thought it was really cool. So basically uh, you can learn how to play the piano uh, with this smaller version of a keyboard. So you follow the lights and colors on this keyboard, which syncs to the Lumi app. And basically, it's just a new approach to learning how to play an instrument. It's intuitive. It's fun. It's modular. It can expand. It's lightweight and portable. So it's all the things. If you want it to be just a smaller keyboard, if you want to get another keyboard to make it a full piano, um, and it teaches you how to play the piano with color-coordinating keys, and it it lights up as you play, and pretty freaking awesome. Uh Uh-huh. And it's going to retail at $300. And, you know, this one, I have a funny story that goes with this one, because I took piano lessons when I was a little kid. And I hated to practice piano. And I had a pretty good ear. So most of the time I could fake it if I knew what the song was supposed to sound like. But I I have memories of myself at age eight, walking to my piano teacher's house, not having practice. And I would hide band-aids in my pocket so my mom wouldn't see. And then when I got outside her house, the the teacher's house, I would um, put band-aids all over my hands and then tell her I couldn't practice. (laughs) 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 And I don't know why I thought that. (laughs) <laughs> that I was fooling anybody, but, um, <laughs> but so this, this would take some of the pain out of having to practice piano. But the other thing I was thinking about, um, is musical notation and scoring music and how that is its own whole language. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. is this type of technology going to make musical notation and language, not right away, but a hundred years from now, a few hundred years from now, as obsolete as hieroglyphs? 
are. Mm, interesting. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Didn't think of it that way, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so yeah, totally cool product. Lumi Keys One. Hey everybody, Sam McLean here from Inphase Audio, audio producer and editor for the We Get Real AF podcast. I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast, encouraging women and girls to step into emerging technologies and celebrating the accomplishments of those who do. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at McLean Sounds or check out my website, inphase.biz. Thanks for listening. Well, we have a lot of the same thing. So let's see if, if I can surprise you <laughs> with any of these. Um, there was one, Nobi's New Lights. Now, this is pretty interesting because it's a ceiling fixture that adapts to the person in the room's activities and it can, and it's really geared towards the elderly. So anybody out there who's listening, who has seen your parents or grandparents or folks that you love who are living on their own and they're kind of on that borderline of maybe not being able to be completely independent anymore. This technology sort of stands in the gap for that. It's a ceiling fixture that adapts to their activities, senses falls and changes in their mobility and even alerts a contact and allows them to see an abstract image of the elderly loved one to protect their privacy. So I like the idea behind this. I don't know if it's overkill, honestly, because you know we have FaceTime, we have, assuming your your loved one is, is a little bit tech savvy. You know, there's other ways that you can check in on them. Um, and this thing uh, retails or will retail for $2,500, or you can get it for $119 a month. So that's pretty expensive. It's going to release in late 2021 here in the U.S. And, you know, it's just it's just food for thought. I, um, I'm not sure if I think it's as, as innovative as other things, but definitely think it's worth mentioning because so many people do have loved ones in that age demographic um, that they can't necessarily be with all the time. So... That was on my honorable mentions list because of that very point. Mm -hmm. But um, to your point, there are other wearables, obviously, that exist um, for elderly. But yeah, this is that next level. And then there was another piece of me going back to like data security, all that. Like, do mm -hmm. I want someone really knowing where I am in my house at all times? Is that that's the one with the Wi-Fi waves, right? The AI, the wireless AI. Um, it's, it's a light system. It's a ceiling fixture light system. I don't know how it's detecting falls and changes, but I think it's, um, so maybe that it was another, there was another one that was very similar. So this, the one that I'm talking about, honorable mention, remote patient monitoring by, uh, ROLI. I don't want to call it Roly, but I don't know. I apologize if I'm butchering the name of the company, but it uses existing Wi-Fi waves in the environment to detect motion. Um, so I don't know where you, I mean, I'm assuming you can place the, the, you know, monitoring system anywhere in your house, but basically it senses almost like the light in this closet right now that I'm in this motion censored. Um, and it detects, you know, if something happens to you, if you fall or whatever, and it alerts somebody, that type of thing. So it kind of sounds mm -hmm. a little similar, similar, different company, but yeah, very similar concept and the population's aging. So, you know, I expect we'll see more and more of these types of innovations in tech. Yeah, definitely. All right. One that I thought was super cool. And I, I more than likely, I think you have this on your list, but the LG InstaView ThinQ refrigerator with the voice recognition by LG. I that, but it's not on my list, but that really? one got a lot of shout outs this year. That was a big deal. I loved it. And the reason I love it is because, again, this year I'm focused on organization. And I say again, because Sue's heard me talk about it several times. Um, but I get a kick out of like, 
office supplies in general, but anything that has like a board where I can like see things like, you know, things that are coming up in the week or like meal planning or whatever. I, I, I like that type of stuff. So this is like a refrigerator on steroids. So it has Amazon Alexa built in the fridge. You can shop for groceries. You can play music from this refrigerator, check the weather, all that, create shopping lists, manage your calendar, all via voice commands. Um, and it has like this 29-inch uh, HD transparent LCD touchscreen. Um, so you can set food expiration dates. You can see all the contents in your fridge. You can upload pictures, leave notes for your family, all that jazz. I mean, like, it's so right up my alley because of all the things that it does. And I just thought it was cool that it's on your fridge. And that's usually like the kitchen is like kind of like the heart of a house, I think. Like that's where everyone hangs out. Like that's where all of it, all the commotion is all the time. So just have everything on the fridge itself. Like it takes the magnet, you know, put, posting things on your fridge with the magnet to the next level. It absolutely does. Um, to me, that's like TMI. <laughs> There's too many things in my fridge. All I need is like, my, you know, glass of wine, my bottle of wine. You're, <laughs> also, worry about the other stuff. you're also, this is coming from the foodie of the two of us, I was right? going to say, yes, you know, I'd be happy with the, a bowl of Cheerios for dinner and Vanessa would be making like this elegant <laughs> six course meal with exotic ingredients that I can't pronounce. So I think that has a lot to do with it, Vanessa. And, and in my, in my pre-child life, yeah, when I had time to do something like that, now I'm more like, if somebody wants to do that in my house and I can just eat it, that'd be great. A six course meal. <laughs> And now that I'm an empty nester, I just look at my husband and say, honey, where are we going to go out and eat tonight? <laughs> Which is the best of all for me. <laughs> anyway, but on the topic of um, at-home companions and assistants and wine, <laughs> you'll see where I'm going with this, Vanessa. The Samsung Bot Care. Have you, did you see this one? This is a little robotic assistant slash bot care companion. It has arms and hands. It bends at the shoulder, elbow, and wrist. And it uses artificial intelligence to get to know you and to get to know your habits and your behaviors. Um, it'll tell you when it's time to get up and stretch, which I guess people's Apple watches and Fitbits do anyway right now. But it also will do your dishes. It will um, do your laundry. And it will pour your wine. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like all of those things. I completely <laughs> glossed over that one. Yeah, that would have been and, on my list. <laughs> so anyway, they're saying that this is, uh, you know, uh, very timely because of the pandemic and people are spending so much time at home and it's nice for them to have that little robot companion. Um, right now, my, my sweet husband pours my glass of wine for me at night and we take turns doing the laundry. So I probably don't need this one. <laughs> and it's a good thing because there's no price on it yet, but um, it's still in development. Actually, the, both the Bot Care and the Bot Handy, which is the one with the arms, um, are in development, but I'm sure they will not be inexpensive. But it is kind of cool because my, my brain, I always go back to like the Jetsons, right? And the the little, what was it? Didn't they have a little robot that scooted around their house and did stuff? I can't. <laughs> I can't remember that. Oh, Judy, right? Judy the robot? Yeah, maybe it was Judy. Anyway, so this is this is the 2021 version of that is is coming to to be a real thing. Once again, again yep. entertainment informing it, reality. 100%. I was going to say there's this new, well, not new, but it's a, a movie on Netflix and I can't remember the name of it right now, but my daughter loves it. And similar story, like 
yeah, all these robots doing things for you, like opening packages and like an image of like ramen noodles, like, you know, basically self-contained in a bowl and it like warms it up and everything and ready to go, grabs a chopstick for you and like, you know, presents itself like with a smile on its face. Are we all going to be fat and helpless (laughs) because because of these robots? I mean, is that really where we're heading as as humans? Oh my goodness. I have no idea either. Sheesh. Um, well, since you mentioned that one, I'm going to mention one that I was on the fence about. I, I have it in my honorable mentions because it was interesting, and I think there's a place for it. Uh, it's called The Mofflin by Vanguard Industries, the AI pet robot with emotional capabilities. Mm-hmm. So I, very unique. It started, I think, on Kickstarter, right? That's where like mm-hmm. this thing started out. And it looks like a little soft porcupine. Right. Like, I guess that's like the image of it. And it It looks like my daughter's fuzzy slippers. (laughs) And it moves around kind of like a a dog or a kitten, you know, cat would. It just is almost a little creepy, in my personal opinion. However, I see, you know, I I even heard something about I don't which I don't remember which airline it was, but they're not going to allow service dogs anymore. So I could see the need for something like this and the the use case where someone wants, you know, a comforting animal but can't have one for whatever reasons, whether it be allergies, whether it be they can't take pets on an airplane anymore whenever we can fly again. So I, I can see it. But there was just a piece of me that it just was a little weird. Yeah, that was on my list as a nah. And that was the one that I really didn't care for. And I guess it's because, and I hadn't really thought in all fairness, Vanessa, about the points that you're making about people who maybe need an emotional support animal and can't have one because of allergies or they can't take their pet on an airplane with them. But in my head, I think, okay, the people who are going to buy this are going to be the people who want a pet, but they don't want to take care of an animal. <laughs> you know, they don't have to go, get up at 5am and walk the dog in the rain or whatever. Um, And I just feel like there's so many real animals out in shelters. I've always been an animal shelter person, you know, pet adopter. Yeah. And um, so I just don't think you can replace that. And part of part of having a pet and part of the beauty in having a real pet, um, if you don't have allergies, is that you do have to be, it's sort of a sacrificial relationship, right? You have to take care of something Mm -hmm. that's inconvenient. And there's, there's, um, there's something to that that's valuable. Yeah. So that and the price point, $400, it'll be out in June. It seems a little steep to me. So anyway, that was on my list. But again, I didn't I didn't get that one. Yeah. Again, and, and another thing that I thought of too was like elderly, right? If you're very right. elderly and you want companionship, right, uh, mm-hmm. maybe aren't able to give the full attention to a pet or mobility wise, whatever this could potentially take the place of. But again, I just, it was like this mixed, uh, you know, that's how yeah. I thought about it. All right. Your turn. Maybe for, yeah. For, for the right person. You're right. Okay. <laughs> so the, this one I really think is cool and it's going to be very disruptive. And we actually have um, a, an upcoming guest from this company. The company is IQ. Uh, She's going to be on our show. Um, and the IQ is like a little black metal stand with an eye cup on it. And basically what it does is it's a refraction device available for consumers to test their own vision and order new glasses with the results all without leaving the safety and comfort of home. 
Launched on Kickstarter on December 9th of last year, the campaign exceeded its goal within a few days with the support of more than 500 backers. It is available now for $45, and then you can order your glasses online. And I think that that's pretty amazing and clever to use your smartphone and a device to measure your own vision at home and disruptive because there's an entire profession of optometrists out there that are probably not (laughs) real excited about this thing. But in a time when so many of us are hesitant to go out um, to medical offices and things like that, how cool to be able to test your own eyesight at home. So I thought that was cool. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's, uh, it's almost, it's about time that we're able to like do something like this with our vision. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you use your eyeballs all, I mean, if you're able every day and people rely on prescription you know from their doctors to get their glasses so almost like you know having that mental or not the visual health exam on your phone to then be able to get your glasses I think is brilliant so I'm really excited I'm actually really excited about that episode uh coming up the guests we're going to be interviewing so me too yeah so do you have any more let me see here I've gone through I'm, I'm, I'm comparing hold on so there was this one by Sony Electronics, this on my list too, spatial reality display. Uh, it's a uh, 3D spatial reality display. Basically, you're viewing an image in 3D and it uses your eye gaze. So it literally, um, wh- at whatever angle, whatever, however you move, it's showing you the image in full 3D. Hmm. So it's it almost looks like it's in a box and you're just like kind of, turning it without having to use your hands it's all based on your eye gaze and it's super super intuitive uh really cool again it's called the spatial reality display by sony electronics um i did not see that one that does sound cool yeah yeah i think it's pretty innovative and obviously um the use cases uh for uh using in engine like if you're a creator there's uh that type of capability as well so very cool yeah do you have anything else on your list? I have a couple more of my honorable mentions. Um, I have one that's just kind of a fun one. And I don't even know if it's necessarily something anybody needs, but I thought it was kind of cool. So I thought I'd throw it in here. It is a lipstick <laughs> company. Um, it, the, it's a smartphone app called Color Tailor, and it uses AI to suggest the best lip color through skin tone and then Lip Factory, a lip makeup pigment dispenser can produce customized makeup in the desired color immediately. So Lip Factory by Color Tailor is the world's first smart factory system capable of customizing lip makeup. Now I need to append to all of that. Right now we're all in masks and so nobody's going to see your lipstick, whether it's customized or not. But maybe there's a part of me that thought this was cool because someday. (laughs) I totally didn't see that one. I've got to go back and look at that. That's really cool. So how does it work again? There's a dispenser that like in real time. Yeah. And there's a phone app. It scans your skin tone and then it selects a lip color and then it it dispenses that custom lip color for you. So I do think that um, personal care products in the beauty industry are definitely having a moment where they're they're doing a lot of um, customized and and technology solutions for um, for people. And so I just think that's kind of cool to see the innovation. Again, do you need it? Maybe not, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, super cool. I'm going to have to go back and look at that one. I like it. Yeah. Um, one that I thought, again, is at the top of my honorable mentions, uh, is the MyQ Pet Portal <laughs> by the Chamberlain Group. Uh, it's basically a door 
that uh, requires installation and connects to your mobile device. Uh, it also has a piece that is uh, for your pet leash or not leash, the pet collar. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Pet collar uses AI technology. You can safely let your pet out to potty and play when you're not home. Mm -hmm. Basically the door opens and shuts and you can control it. Or if the pet has the, um, uh, the piece on their collar and they get near the door, it uses the AI to open and close as needed. Only thing is you need a well-behaved pet because I don't know how you would control if you're not home and they're not coming back inside. I was just going to say, yeah. it's good for letting them out, but how do you get them back in How again? do you get them back in? So it has to be a very, very well-trained pet. Uh, yeah. But I thought the uh, that it was was cool. It was cool. I just don't know if that uh, if it if it's suitable for every person that has a pet. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it, guys. That was it for my list, unless you have any others, Vanessa, that you want to share. I mean, clearly a wide range of innovations that were debuted this year at CES. And obviously it wasn't the same as in previous years when you could walk around and see these things in person and, and interact with some of them. But clearly the pandemic has not stopped or even slowed innovation. And so that's great. Absolutely. I would argue that it, if anything, it's uh, it's vigored it, if you know, agitated mm -hmm. it. So that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, I don't have anything else on my list. I think we covered it and a lot of them we kind of had on both of our lists. So yeah. Okay, guys. Well, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the We Get Real AF podcast. Again, we are going to link all of these innovations on our show notes so you can check them out for yourself. Some of them really like um, the inverse volumetric capture that we started out with. You really should check out the video because it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of these, like Sue said, we'll mention, uh, we'll have it in the show notes, but a lot of these do have videos. So we encourage you guys to like check them out just because it's so neat to see these things in action. So Yeah. Um, also just a quick mention, we have some new upcoming, exciting things this year, uh, that had a lot of goal setting <laughs> early on in January, something to look out for that is out now is our newsletter. Yay. 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 <laughs> it is it's called awesome. the power. <laughs> it's called the power source. So please go to www.wegetrealaf.com and subscribe because it's jam packed with a lot more information about empowering women and girls in STEM. Um, it's going to have all of our episodes for the month, all in one place for you guys. So uh, there'll be fun surveys and Goodness, Sue, fill in the blanks. What else is it going to be? You know, cool tech tips. Our associate producer, Flo, is going to have, um, starting in February, she's going to have some updates on new technologies and apps and things that are out there. And yeah, just we have some cool tips that you found that are in our tech section of the newsletter this month, Vanessa, that I didn't know that yeah. are really helpful for like how to use LinkedIn and just really practical everyday things like that. So you guys should definitely check out the newsletter, definitely go to the website, and then please, please, please let us know what topics and guests you would like to hear on the We Get Real AF podcast. You can send us an email at Sue and Vanessa at We Get Real AF. Yeah, let us know what you think about these CES favorites too. We'd love to hear your favorites. Engage with us on social. And we'll see you next week here on the We Get Real AF podcast. Bye. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.wegetrealaf.com.
Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. And we want to give a special thanks to Florence Lumsden, our associate producer for the We Get Real AF podcast. You can find Flo on LinkedIn at Florence Lumsden, L-U-M-S-D-E-N, or at her website, danceandflowproductions.com. That's D-A-N-C-I-N-F-L-O Productions. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.